everyone. Welcome to episode number 269. I can't believe we're almost at 270 of This Is Whole Life. And you might say, I remember back when. Well, you know who doesn't remember back when? Sarah. And I forgot her last name, and I was going to look it up before the show, and I forgot. Sarah, you know who you are. You're a member of Whole Life Church. You were on the stage singing this week. And Sarah stopped by the lobby, which I love being back to church. And we're talking about worship today. And I love being back at church because, and as more and more people come, people stop in the lobby and go, you know what? I really enjoy the podcast. Sarah admitted to never listening to the podcast before the name changed and before Ken started to arrive and be here at Whole Life Church. And she's just like, you guys do a great job. I love the podcast. And I'm like, thank you very much. She probably doesn't like it as much now that you can't remember her last name. Probably. So. Yeah, that's probably. Sorry. We're really sorry, Sarah. <laughs> this is uh, this is Ray's work. This is Ray's job was to check this out. I gave him the job on the way home from Claremont today. Yeah. We were out on a shoot. I was hot and tired. And I said, I'm going to look that up. And then I said, no, you're right. I should have Ray, Ray looked that up. And our I, research assistant. Yeah. And he's he's slacking today. Man. And then I also want to send out a big shout out to Cheryl Fowler, who sent us an email last week with, hey, the, Cheryl. with the subject line of, oh my goodness, I enjoy these so much. Exclamation point. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Fifteen. Exclamation points after so That's much. That's significant. It is. And continue. Thank you, Cheryl, for the fifteen exclamation points. I dare anybody to try to top that. That's right. And she continued inside the email with and I love the renaming of your podcast to This Is Whole Life. Now, Ray would Ray might try to convince you that it was his idea, no. but I won't let him because no. it was Ken's. No, it was I mean Randy. Well, Randy had the first one. So this is really this is this was Ken's team was, effort. Team effort. But Ken made the suggestion and we all we all let it ruminate and was like, "Yep, yeah, that's the right way." So we agree with you, Cheryl. It is the right one, and we love the renamed podcast. This and thanks for writing, life. Cheryl. Thanks for That's writing awesome. in. All right. So we love to receive your feedback, and, well, we like positive feedback even more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll take whatever you give us, honestly. We will. So let us know, podcast at wholelife.church, which is how Cheryl reached us. Catch me in the lobby. I'm happy to say hello. You know, that's uh, something I like to do and have a conversation about. Or 407-965-1607. You can leave a voicemail or a text message. All right. This week, we're going to jump right in with the Velvet Sledgehammer. Now, it may only hold true for some because I'm pretty sure that some other people were pretty happy about it. But, Ken, you said, we find every nation, kindred, tribe, and people giving glory to God. Can you imagine that? And I put this in bold because I think this is where it comes in. How can we have the audacity to think that the way we worship today is the way that God likes it? When there have been thousands of years of people worshiping God in different places, different times, different ways, I suspect being in heaven will be something beyond our comprehension. But we all know that there's a right way and a wrong way to do this because we all have opinions about it. So, you know, this, is, this debate's going on forever. So how do we know what worship is to God, or do we know? Well, I think we do know. I think it's just something that comes from the heart uh, rather than a particular style or mm. way of doing it. I think it's something that's uh, a lot more—it's kind of like um, when your kids were little, did they ever sing to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They still do. <laughs> was it amazing? Absolutely. But what made it—was it because like they're like they have the voice of Whitney Houston or something like that? No. Oh, no, Don't no. lie. <laughs> Don't lie. You know it's not true. It's like, not my true. daughter's got a gorgeous voice, and I love she her. Does. But uh, when she was uh, when she was small, <laughs> I remember her singing something like, it went like, 
Daddy's awesome, and I love him so much. And you know what? It was the most beautiful song I'd ever heard. But it wasn't because of its musicality. <laughs> it was because it came from my daughter's heart. And yeah. she was telling me that she loved me. And I suspect, could be wrong, but I suspect it's a little that way with God. I think that we think that we're such talented musicians and we're such <laughs> excellent prayer warriors, this, that, and other. And I suspect we sound a little bit to God like Kyla sounded to me, that not what made it beautiful was the heart that it was coming from. And I think sometimes we put far too much emphasis on what we think is awesome yeah, versus what I think God thinks is awesome. And God, what God thinks is awesome is the heart. That's it's what he's heart. looking at. And so that's what I think true worship is all about. And so I think the audacity comes in when we think that God favors one century's way of worshiping over another century's way of worshiping or decade or right. whatever. I, I you know, I think that there are many ways for our hearts to reach out to God. And um what what counts is whether it's reaching towards God or whether it's reaching toward ourself. Ooh. Ouch. Okay, well, then we're going to continue on with the sledgehammer a little bit because you also mentioned towards the end of the message, and we'll probably get to that a little bit later, but you said when we have the living water in our lives, we do not live lives that are divided between the secular and the spiritual. Now, I know for a fact that that is a velvet sledgehammer. I can I can picture a couple people in my mind right now who— Good thing I didn't use it the week before, huh? <laughs> right? I got my ice cream still coming. That's right. right? Yeah. got that right. coming. I can picture it. I can hear the responses because I know like these people personally who would fight to the death in disagreement. Because after all, how do we know how to keep Sabbath if we don't divide the secular out of it on Sabbath, Ken? Wow, what a great question. <laughs> it's kind of interesting to me that we ask that question, but we don't ask the question of what about the spiritual in Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? <laughs> Why don't we? I mean, it's we're going to get—we get all hung up on behaving a certain way on Sabbath, and I'm not saying that there isn't no, a right, right way, absolutely. and I do believe that, but what I think is— is a little sad commentary is that we think we can live for Jesus on Sabbath and live like hell the rest of the week, and yep. that Jesus doesn't care about that. That that it's like, well, but that's that's not on Sabbath, so you know it's different. And I think that this Sabbath is a day that's set aside. I think it is a special day. I think it's a day like you know going out on a date with my wife. There are certain things that when I'm going out on a date with my wife that I do differently than if I were just out with the rest of the family or we're out doing yeah, you know an event or something like that. And so there is a difference but it doesn't change the way that I love my wife. It doesn't change I'm <laughs> I'm married to my wife whether I'm on a date with her right. or not a date with her. It's like somehow we we treat it like that well, you know, if I'm if if I'm out on a date with my wife, I can't look at other women. But if I'm not on a date with her, well, then I can. Yeah, well, no, that's 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 <laughs> yeah, not the no, way it works. works. And somehow we think that that Sabbath is that way. That okay, well, I'm with Jesus today, but I'm not gonna, you know, I can look at other idols the rest of the week, and that'll be okay. And that's what I really am talking about. That I'm really a lot more worried about the secular mixing into the other six days than I am the secular mixing into the seventh day. I think that. That a lot of times we really we just kind of focus on this is the one day I've got to be good and I've got to do things 
the right way. Yeah. And then the other six days, I'll worry a little bit less about it. And, and that's what I really mean is that when we, when we try to divide our secular life from our spiritual life, we miss the whole point of the new life yeah. in Christ. Well, it can totally screw up the Sabbath, even in worship, if you want to talk about corporate worship that way, because there are times when you might say, we're going to do this worship service, or we're going to do it on Saturday, because we're Adventists, we're going to meet worship, we're going to, we're going to meet and worship corporately on the, on the Sabbath. What if we did that at 6 p.m.? Oh, you're or, saying that there's a— So, well, what, well, what, about, what about 11 o'clock then? Or you know, like eleven a.m. or eleven p.m. Well, like yeah, that like eleven a.m. to noon. Yeah, that that's the most holy time. Everybody right. knows that, and so it's somehow sacred because it's a time right. when, for whatever reason, at whatever time or whenever it happened, that this was when we designated that actual worship takes place. Right, and I always thought that was odd. I don't know where it came from, but aren't we supposed to be worshiping twenty four seven, three sixty five, in all that we do? And so just to, to be that regimented, when we look at worship as a time or a location or a mindset for Sabbath only, yeah. it just throws everything out of balance. Yeah, my theory is that all came from the book of Acts. Really? Yeah. You know, here, I can't tell if you're kidding, so I'm just – I'm looking across and you've got that <laughs> you've got that grin on your face. Yeah. So it makes me like, should I buy in? Or? I appreciate you uh, describing for our listeners what's yeah, happening here yeah. in the studio because that's important. So <laughs> – no, I suspect it comes from the book of Acts. You remember when uh, Paul uh, was uh, preached kind of long? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. My theory is that he that was afternoon church. His sermon went super long, and then the kid fell out of the window, died. He had to raise him back to life with okay. the power of God. And so they were like, from then on, it's like mornings only, Paul, that we can't have people falling out of the window every week. And so— I mean, if you eat a pile of haystacks, are you going to be able to stay up and just be awake for the afternoon you know service? That. You know there's no chance of there's it. There's no chance. No chance whatsoever. No, I think you're onto so, something. And yeah. now that's – now just for the record, that is me joking around. Of but there is there is absolutely nothing holy about a particular hour of the Sabbath day. Right. The Sabbath day is holy. Yeah. We, we read that. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Yeah. By the way, we keep it holy. Um, anyway, yeah. so – but but the thing is – it isn't the particular hour of the day. In fact, I've, you know, I've been at a church that that had their church service at uh, I think right about one one thirty in the afternoon. Okay, and it was wonderful. I sure. loved it. It was one of my favorites because I didn't get to enjoy it as much as as I would have liked to because I was actually pastoring two churches. So I did one in the morning and I did this other one in the afternoon. But what was amazing is on occasionally there was there would be weeks where I was only preaching at that church. We'd sleep in late. We would have a nice leisurely breakfast right. uh, or brunch, actually, usually, mm. and then we'd slowly make our way to church. And, it, and you know, people weren't yelling at each other because you know, you know how it is when you have get to be at church time. by nine. It's like, <laughs> oh man, get the kids up, get everybody. You know, when they're small, get them through the showers. Let's get ready for church. And by the time you're ready, rolling into the church into the parking lot, you're you're like ready. You're a hot mess yeah, as yeah. a family. So I actually really enjoyed that one a lot. I thought it was yeah. kind of nice and relaxed and got to spend time with uh, your family. I think we kind of forget what the purpose of going to church, church is. is yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's about being together in community, being yeah. together as the body of Christ, all together in one place and celebrating relationship, you know, mm. and yeah, celebrating what yeah, celebrating what Christ has done for us. So I think the Did time is a little less that? material. Did you hear what Ken just said? Because I think that that is the part that, we we talk about church, right? We have staff meetings at church. We have 
how did it go meetings. We have what are we missing? You know, we're always cognizant of how we can help lead people to the cross and to Jesus better or more transparently or however, more impactful. I don't know the word, but all those things together to make a worship. And I don't want to say experience necessarily because that freaks a lot of people out. But I think that when you do experience worship corporately, it's pretty powerful. And there's very few things that bring us together like that does. Yeah. So I know that kind of gets a bad rap, but, you know, I think that the thing that you talked about, like trying to make Sabbath last all week, like, oh, it's mm. a feel good day. It's a day you unplug. It's a day you keep holy. I don't know if we have time to go into how everybody keeps it holy different than another, but how you do that and how your family or how you, if you're processing it as a single person or however it is that you do that, you know, here at Whole Life Church, one of the reasons for this podcast in my mind and and part of the reasons I, one of the reasons I pitched it to Andy and Jeff five years ago was to me, I'm one of those people where I'm not looking at it as I need the Sabbath to last all week. But I am also one of those people who are like, man, I wish there was something else to do during the week with my friends from church. Now, you can, you know, there's a lot of churches growing up. There was prayer meeting on Wednesday Mm -hmm. nights. Sure. Or there was this meeting or that meeting or the Pathfinders or all these different things. And so for the podcast, for us to get together, talk a little bit more in detail about what we talked about during the message and maybe what's going on, you know, in our lives. That we can learn, we can teach, we can grow together as a church community. That was part of it. But there would there would be some that said real worship can only be as a result of that corporate worship. It's my Sabbath. I mean, I wake up, I wait for it. Like you said, man, I hope the pastor brings the message this Bring week. It. I hope I hope there's the music. And, I, and I'm telling you what. We do that on a regular basis at Whole Life yeah. Church, but that's that's really not enough. Where else do we find that? And you talked about it in the message, but where else do we find that when it's not Sabbath, it's not Wednesday morning to listen to the podcast? Right, right. Where do we find those other pieces as a church community to keep ourselves like you – oh, by the way, don't miss Ken's presentation on Jesus filling us up. He did a hands-on illustration that worked out really, really well. It was a little messy, but it was really good, and there was some kind of— An illusion. An illusion. illusion. That's what we want to go okay, with. Okay, illusion. So. It was good. I think it's important for us to be able to um, visualize things sometimes. That yeah, was the fun was part of that. So, yeah, it was. I got to tell you, a lot of prayer went into that one because <laughs> I, I practiced it. For those who are wondering, if you ever want to hear the sermon ahead of time, you can come to the church usually on Friday mornings, and I, I practiced through my sermon okay. a couple times just to to um, see how it feels and practice with the using the clicker and and so with this particular element and I really wanted to practice because I wanted yeah. to see how it would work out. Well, I practiced it one way and I realized it wasn't going to work the way I wanted it to. Oh, no. And so I had to add, a, I went home and thought about it and talked to Tammy about it. And then we, uh, I was like, okay, I think I have another way of doing it. Well, I went and left uh, the the prop that I needed <laughs> at the church. Oops. And so I knew I wasn't going to be able to be in early enough on Saturday, Sabbath morning to uh, oh, to practice it again. So there was a lot of prayer that went <laughs> into that, that it would work out the way I thought it needed to. But anyway, with all that being said, you are the question you were asking was about where do we where do we find that worship experience the other six days of the week where we're where we're wanting to connect with God? And uh, for me, it comes in so many different ways. I, I think that 
gets a little bit challenging. I think it challenged some people at church because I heard that from them. The idea that everything that we do can be an act of worship, because traditionally we think of worship in terms of read your Bible, say prayer, go to church, go to prayer meeting, sing, sing a song. And we don't really think about our work being an act of worship, like the the nine to five job that we have or the six to six job that we have or whatever Whatever it it is. Uh, We we don't think about that our our marriage is being an act of worship or our raising of children being an act of worship we we don't think about the um the softball game that you like you like to play softball and so you're on a, in a softball league we don't think of that as an act of worship and this is what i'm talking about when i say the secular and the the separation of the secular and the um spiritual it probably drives me about as berserk as anything, that people are willing to say that that a certain style of music is not okay for church, and then they'll go to a stadium, cheer on a sports team with that kind of music blaring in the background. And it's not Christian music either, by the way. It's no, the secular not, music, not with, music, but with with a beat or with a certain. And they say, "Well, that's okay because that's in a secular stadium. Uh, that's that's my secular life, but my spiritual life over here is different." Now, I'm not sitting here saying, "Don't go watch your soccer game no. or your football match." That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, if it's if <laughs> if a certain beat is not appropriate in church, then it's probably not appropriate anywhere. Right. And, exactly. And there are some things that we just have to understand that that even going to a a secular stadium and watching our favorite sport there can be an act of worship sure how we conduct ourselves and, and how we conduct ourselves yeah. the way that we behave the people that are around us how we treat them how we treat the person who's um selling concessions i mean there's a lot of different ways that we can we can worship in those situations. And so I would just, you know, the way we treat our children is truly an act of worship. If we want our kids to be this, uh, you know, if we want them to belong to Jesus, if we're giving them to him, then that's an act of worship in what we're doing in our work. If we put out our best as an employee, I've been blessed to not always work as a pastor and being in the employment of a church, I've been blessed to work out in secular radio and secular television. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ken. Yeah. Are you saying that when you were not working for the church, you were still working for God? I honestly think Is that I, what you were saying? In some ways, I thought I was more effective in my life because when I was out there <laughs> not being employed by the church, I had the opportunity to talk about God all the time. It was with my videographer that we would drive to and from our different news stories that we were going back and forth. And I remember at one point, uh, the the rules of the of the drive was that whoever was driving the car got to pick the music. Well, the videographer always drove the car because the talent had to be sitting in the passenger seat to take phone calls and write notes and get everything ready for their – so my, my videographer always got to pick the music, and it was not my particular taste. <laughs> and uh, – and so I always – I kind of had suggested other things. Well, there was a point in his life where he went through a really incredibly difficult moment, and I had suggested listening to the Bible on CD, and he laughed me out of the car before that. Well, suddenly he was like, hey, man, you want to listen to the Bible and explain it to me? 
And so suddenly my work became an act wow. of, it was already an act of worship, but it became a really tangible yeah. moment of worship where I was able to to listen to the Bible with my friend. And this was my, really honestly, the relationship between reporters and, and videographers, the people that are working with them, can be incredibly close. And I was incredibly close with him. Uh, he was, to me, he was, a, he was a brother. Yeah. And to be able to talk about the Bible with him where he hadn't had interests before, and to be able to s- explain things, it was it was an act of worship. But it didn't come because I beat it into him, or we're going to do this whether you want to or not. It, was, yeah, it yeah. came at the right time, and it, but it came from a consistent before that, before, yeah. living yeah. a life that was focused on worshiping. And worshiping is where you focus your, your respect, your admiration, and where you focus who—it's what you're focused at. Yeah. That's what I just want to encourage people to really think about. Everything that you do can be an act of worship. It really, truly can. Yeah, and I think it manifests itself also when a lot of people will say, "Oh, you know, you're you're so lucky because you get to do this, or you know, you you have that, or there's something about you or your life or your job that people go, man, that must be really cool." And it's like it's all a God thing. Yeah. And so I think when you plant those seeds, like you know, like you said, you. There's not like your guy's just going to show up one day and go, let's listen to the Bible on CD if you didn't at least suggest right. it. And then for him to obviously see enough about your personal life that he goes, whatever happened to me, maybe Ken's got some answers in this Bible thing that he does. Maybe this has some answers for me. And that is that is super cool. And I, I've always taken the notion that people say that like unless you, well you're not you don't work for God you don't you're not employed by a church or you're not a pastor and and uh, a pastor once told me he said he said after we had been talking about life stories and how ours kind of work together in, in different places and we're so far apart in the others and I'm like yeah that's why I'll never be a pastor and he's like oh you're a pastor mm-hmm. and he's like and if you don't know that he's like you need to learn it quick he's like because that is your story for a lot of people will hold a lot of power. And he's like, how you use that power could be, you know, you could use it in wonderful ways for God. And that always stuck with me when it's just, no, 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 you, you don't do that because you, uh, you don't work for God. So that was a great story. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. My best place to talk to God is on the motorcycle. Yeah. Where's yours? My best place to talk to God. Um, and worship. I mean, really worship and, and communicate and, and think about and, and awe of nature. That's where mine is. Yeah, I I would say something similar. Um, Rochelle and I, um, when we are when we are on schedule and doing life the way that we like to be doing it, we we do a morning walk together where we pray together um, on a on a morning walk at the very beginning of the day. It's it's early. It's usually uh, somewhere between five and six a.m. that we oh. go out on this walk. So it, it is a a, a sacrifice <laughs> as well. <laughs> But sure. no, but in my in those best times when we are doing that um, on a regular basis, I just for me whatever reason walking really really is a a way of communicating with God and spending some time with Him. I find that really to be effective, and a lot of times for me singing, you know, just having. Mm. Um, I don't sing. But I don't either. That's why I usually do it privately. But but I'll just oh, I'll get my playlist out of songs and the songs that I am. F- you know, there's certain songs that express your feelings in the moment. And uh, several months ago, before I got here, there was uh, you know Toby Mac came out with a song called uh, "Help Is on the Way" or maybe Midnight. 
And that song meant the world to me. It was something I would play on a fairly frequent basis that um, the lyrics uh, just touched me because it said he's never early, he's never late, he always shows up right on time, right basically. On time. And that, nice. and it's we, a reminder. It was To me, it was just that, that prayer to God just saying, hey, I need you to show up, but you'll show up at the right time. You're never early. Yeah. I would like you to be a little <laughs> earlier, but you're never early, if but you you're also never late. Yeah. Um, as anyway. much as we might wish for one, we should be thankful for the other. Yeah. You know it. That the timing is perfect. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys, we are wrapping up. We are hitting questions from the Q&A. This is a part every week that we do um, at church during first and second that you can ask Ken a question about his message. And whatever we don't get to, we take care of here. We had one extra this week. So, Russell Cross, you are the big winner. Yeah, Russell. And, uh, just a shout out to Russell Cross. He's one of my favorite people. They do some afternoon church stuff with kids. And, yeah. and uh, my daughter goes every so often. And I, Last time I saw Russell, we had a great conversation out in his front yard sweating to death, but it was a good conversation. So I miss you, brother, and I hope to see you back at church again soon. How do we, the church, with all of our differences, I believe when it's talking about when it comes to right. worship, how do we stay undivided? To me, that it's remembering the things that really matter versus the things that are preferences. Mm. I think that there are things that really matter that are worth vigorous discussion. <laughs> vigorous, yeah. yeah. Um but I think a lot of the things, uh, <laughs> like in our marriages, a lot of the times the things we fight about are not really the things that are important. They're the things that are a lot yeah. less important. We don't really deal with the deeper issues that are going on. And a lot of times we're dealing with preference issues over substantive issues. And so I find that when we keep our eyes on Jesus and having those discussions with him, um, that things have a tendency to work themselves out. And I also find that humility— um, is a pretty important component that a lot of times the fights that we get in have a lot more to do with our pride, pride yeah. than they do with what's right and what's wrong. Mm, that's good advice, no matter what you're thinking about, whether that's just worship, your marriage. See right there, that's a little free extra, yeah. a little relationship advice. That bonus can go, content. That can go, yeah, it's bonus content. So thanks, Russell, for uh, sending in the question. And if you have any questions every week, send them in, even if it's after the message. Hey, if you listen to the message – on our sister podcast, Speaking of Grace, which now comes out every Saturday morning or Ooh. at least in by early afternoon, yeah. at least. It's every once in a while we may have a technical glitch. But if you listen to the message and you go, I have a question for Ken, but the message is already over. How do I do that? The, the information, swipe up in the show notes. They are there, 407-965-1607. You can leave us a voicemail or text or podcast at wholelife.church. Happy to answer your questions every week. It's the fun part we get to do. Yeah. So this week, one of our whole life takeaways asked, do you view Sabbath as a once a week, once a week day? It doesn't sound right, but it is to get living water or a celebration of the living water you have had flowing out of you all week long. And I, as I read that one, it resonated with me a lot because I think it's part of our journey as as Adventists, because it's the Sabbath isn't unique only to us, but it's unique to a few more than the masses. And you grow up and you think, oh, man, it's the Sabbath. And now this is uncomfortable because of my friends and I don't get to do this. And I feel like you got to get it all in. Like as a kid, you try to take it all in and then, oh, OK, we'll wait for the rest for next week. And somehow you have to learn to transition that. And, you know, I don't see it that way, but I also now value it for the amount of living water or the recharging that I do do with myself, with my family, with my friends. 
to try to make Sabbath an enjoyable and fun and worshipful day by the way that we approach it, by the way that we interact with each other. And I think that when you look at it that way, it ends up being the man, I've really carried this through pretty well this week. Like this is this has done well for me. So I think it's it's partially just in how we approach it and how we view it. And so would love to know, like, how do you view Sabbath or, you know, what have you found in the Sabbath that has been so special to you that just it just kind of overflows throughout the week? Or is it something you're still working on and, you know, you have questions? We'd love to hear what those questions are. We'd love to celebrate the victories that you've had. So again, use those same numbers that we just mentioned or the email, and we would be happy to answer those questions or play your thoughts on the next podcast. And our final thoughts are from Ken's closing. He said, when we have the living water in our lives, we do not live lives that are divided between the secular and the spiritual. Every act of every day is an act of worship to God. I love that. Sabbath is restored to a day of celebration and worship for all that God has done over the last six days. Man, that sounds a lot like being thankful. It does, doesn't it? Mm, sounds like good, though. It sounds it's It's beautiful. It's it's beautiful in its simplicity, but yet it's really complicated when you think about when you think back to the week and all that God has done for you. That is so amazing. So we are one away to finishing this this series up. Yes, is that, am I correct? This, this Sabbath is the final uh, sermon in this series, but it's serving as a springboard. That's right. Into That's right. Two services that will be coming up. We've got. If you come and to <laughs> church at Whole Life this Saturday to either of the services, I have a gift for you. All right. Yeah, I'd like to tell you more about it. It's, it's pretty cool if I do t- if I do say so myself. But wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> I'll throw in some Ginsu knives. No, I'm not going to really. So no, but no, seriously, there is. There's a uh, there's this really cool gift that uh, that's going to help you remember our values. Hmm. And it's uh, it's pretty special. Tammy did a fantastic job of helping me get this take this all arranged. And so... What doesn't Tammy do a fantastic job at, by the way? There's nothing. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, That's so really there fun. we go. So be there for that. And then we're going to launch into what we're calling the Matthew 25 Challenge that's Uh-oh. going to ha- start after the Sabbath. So there will be Sabbath and we'll start it on Sunday. Okay. It is super cool. I mean, super cool. So you're going to want to be at church and hear all about this, but okay. it's um, it's a challenge to remember what many people in the world experience that we don't experience here mm. in the United States, and it's going to launch us into what we're calling the chosen. And okay. this is not the same as a television series, okay? But it's just going to be this amazing opportunity that you you just oh my word, I'm so excited. This I can't begin to tell you. So be at church. Um, if you want to view online, view online. I haven't figured out how to get you the gift if you're viewing online. So I, I was trying to think about whether I could mail it, but it's just it would be a little prohibitive uh, okay. cost wise for me. But mm-hmm. but we have the gift. It's available if you're at at church in person this this Saturday. Services at nine thirty and noon. Well, if you if you watch online, maybe there's a way we can come up with something. We'll think of it. We'll think of something because maybe you know who knows. We'll find yeah. some. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe we can. But we'll come, we can. but come. Last week you can do the Matthew twenty five challenge whether you are in person or not. or or not. Okay, that, and you can, will be able to do the chosen whether you're in person or not. Okay. It's just the gift it's that just I have gift. that I I haven't figured out how to 
to get that, and it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty well, cool. Well, that's Randy. another reason to come. And you know what? The last couple of weeks, we've you know we see more and more people coming back, and it's been really really good to see so many people back and to be able yeah. to give a hug, shake a hand with whatever your comfort level is. And it was it's just been really really good to see everybody. So we yeah, come on out. And both services two weeks, right? After that as well. Yes, we're two start weeks it. of that. Two okay. weeks of of that, and I do believe on the fourteenth we're having a special dedication for students and oh, right. staff from yeah. schools. From schools, so if okay. you, any any school. So I love that. Be there. Isn't that, that great? That's going to be good. So that'll be really good. And then, man, I'm trying to think. After that, we're going to jump into Ooh. a new series. Yes, that I'm uh, excited for this. Yeah, tell me <laughs> why are you excited? I'm just excited because. Every time we do like the the members where they preach during our summer series, you get so many different questions and so many unique perspectives that I am really looking forward to seeing what everybody came up with to ask Ken to preach on. So I'm I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared. <laughs> I'd be a little scared too if that was you. To be honest, I'm, not, I'm with you. I'm just like I am sure glad it's Ken that has to preach it, and I only have to come in afterwards in the podcast and, and clean talk it about. up. That's right. Let's just bring the dustpan. We'll clean up around the edges, and we're good. But yeah. So if you have sermon ideas or things that you know, you cannot complain that you haven't. No, the pastor never preaches on this topic because we we we're giving you the opportunity. This is your chance to tell me what to preach about. So. And if you've got something to say, we've invited you every single week right here. Let us know what it is yeah. that you'd like to hear us talk about, or what didn't we say? What should we have said better? What shouldn't we have said at all? Hey, let us know. And I don't know if I mentioned it, but this week our final one, our final value is participation. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. All right. That's going to do it for this week. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We love it when you give us feedback. So please do anytime, even if it's just, hey, we think you're doing a good job because we really like to hear those. (laughs) Uh, I won't I won't lie at all. It's a total transparent. More Ray. More, 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 yeah, more accolades for Ray is fine by me. So uh, we'll be back again next Wednesday morning, as always. And just one more time, Speaking of Grace is now coming out on Saturday, mid morning to early afternoon. But mid morning is when it really should be out. And so if you need to catch it that way, please know that it is available for you there. All right, everyone, have a great week and let it all flow and celebrate what God has done over the last six days. Amen.